This episode of Just Conversation is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash justconvopod and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash justconvopod today. Did you know that zombies are real? And they come in all shapes and sizes, all types. Find out more coming up on this episode of Just Conversation. Warning. This program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in 5, 4. What does live mean? Uh-huh. Welcome to Just Conversation, the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Christina. And I'm Jack. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. Yes, and this show is most enjoyable with a listening partner to share ideas and opinions on the topics we discuss. So grab somebody, bring them close, and get ready to go on a doozy or whatnot. So anyways, have you heard of the idea that Earth... No. So anyways, have you heard of the idea that life on Earth could have started from alien zombies? From alien zombies? Yes. Yes. What do you mean? Have you heard of, um, what's it called? Have you heard of panspermia? Panspermia. That's when a meteor or something hits a planet. It lifts up enough rubble that it can then travel outside of the gravitational pull of a certain planet and get caught by the gravitational pull of a different one, land there, and it carries the the rocks or pebbles or meteors or asteroids or whatever you call a rock that lifts off of a planet (laughs) and flies somewhere else. The pansperm is uh, carrying microbiomes that make it to the other place and then settle there. Yes. That is the theory that uh, that's one of the arguments for how Earth has life, that maybe it started on Mars to begin with, and that Mars was the original Earth. Yes. Do you know why they think that... Why they think that Mars is the place that had life originally? Yeah. Because it has rivers and still has water underneath its crust. But why not just start on earth why is it easier for life to have begun somewhere else and then come here instead of it just start here and then grow from here why is it easier for life to have started somewhere like, why else is that migrated better... here and then have begun or not begun here but begun yeah. over there traveled here and then developed here yeah um because we don't know how life began here. And it seems like maybe if it started somewhere else, that's why we can't find the solution. Because it wasn't here. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. Because I think that for how evolution works, that it would have been easier if it started somewhere else for the evolution process. Because of how long it took? Because of how long it took, yeah. Interesting. So we would need more time than we actually have. And it, the based on the life of the Earth as we expect it to be. Mm-hmm. So we're expecting that the life of the planet to be too young? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm thinking. I'm not sure if that's the case, but I think that's why Yeah. they would think it comes from somewhere else. But the problem with it coming from somewhere else, of course, is 
the radiation probably would kill whatever. If there was something on a rock that came yeah. here, yeah, yeah, it would yeah. have died in space before coming here. That is, I've never thought about that. That's actually a really good point. Something has, not only does it have to survive the trip without oxygen. Yes. And because if it's our ancestors and it still needed the things we need, it's not like silicone life arrived and then became fucking carbon. Yeah. Who the fuck knows, really? But in our assumption of what's happening, there's no way that a fucking rock started somewhere else. It was carbon made it with no oxygen in the middle of being blasted by radiation because there's no magnetic protection. Yes, those are the huge problems with it. And then arrives over here to then still be fine enough to start evolving and reproducing. Mm -hmm. So there's a scientist who thinks that maybe the thing that got here was a virus because it has, it could hold a lot more DNA than other microbes i guess and it doesn't require the same things as a a, a regular organism like a, a, a virus isn't necessarily even alive mm, yes like we but... we we've struggled to define some viruses as alive and others as not but he's very he's fuzzy on what exactly alive is or dead like if it was if it came here dead how did it get alive still the idea isn't complete. The transition period. But at least it's m- closer to alive than just having matter that isn't any kind of cellular organism then suddenly be alive. Like, how did cells happen? That's a huge problem. From the virus? No. Or from... In general. Oh, okay. At least with a virus, we began closer than... How the hell did a cell happen? Oh, okay. Because that's really the problem. The fact that we have no idea how a cell happened to then start multiplying. Yeah, so the idea is a virus came here and somehow became alive and then life came from that, I guess. And that's kind of a zombie alien in a way. I don't know if you'd count it as a zombie or alien. I guess it is both, right? Both a zombie and And an alien? alien? I don't know. Maybe zombie, no, maybe alien, but not zombie. It wouldn't be a zombie because it wasn't alive to start with. Hmm. But if it does fit some kind of version of alive, whatever that is, then is it a zombie? If it did, I don't know how you would measure life. That, okay, first of all, that's one of the big problems. We have a weird, iffy definition of life to begin with. Mm -hmm. It's sort of inconsistent. Some things that we consider alive don't match the description of other things that we consider alive and they don't really behave the same and not all things need oxygen and not all things reproduce and not all things respond to their environment and not all so our rubric for life is very we haven't figured it out clearly and most of what we define as life is based on measuring it coming from ourselves we measure beginning at us outward Mm mm-hmm And then assume anything that's sort of similar to us is alive. But so are viruses alive? Aye, that's a hard one. Because some viruses are considered alive, some viruses are considered not. How is that possible? They're not all the same. But what do they have that would be considered alive? They reproduce. Is that... They respond to their environment. Do they eat? They eat. What do they eat? They eat other creatures. They Well, here's the thing. They don't 
consume per se, they expel. So some viruses go inside of a cell, and they change the cell's genetic makeup and give it different instructions. A cell is a robot, and a virus is a hacker. So the virus is turning the cell into a zombie? The virus is... It's, it would ha- it's not killing the cell. It's not lowering the cell's functions in any way. It's reprogramming the cell. Mm. It goes into the cell and gives it different instructions. So some viruses take over a cell and tell it, attack anything of this type. Sometimes, some of the most dangerous ones are the ones that attack the defensive systems of the body and have the defensive systems of the body attack other parts of the body. And it's doing that to make more room for itself, though? What is, what's the... Well, not all virus... The purpose, what's the purpose, I mean? You're questioning something that isn't thinking. What purpose does it have? It's not thinking. It has to be to live. Does it? Some viruses kill too quickly and then don't have the ability to reproduce fast enough that's not a goal of reproduction but that's part of the evolution doesn't it try to evolve into something that can live longer not necessarily the coronavirus is something astounding that keeps replicating and doesn't kill its host that's about replication because it makes it farther than it kills the host Way less people die, and it keeps spreading. It's multiplying, it's growing, it's evolving, it's changing all the time. That is reproducing. That is growing. That is multiplying. A different virus isn't necessarily. Not all viruses are like that. Some viruses are quick to kill, and don't, like, that's why they pop up and disappear just as quick. Yeah. So, do you think you need a brain to be alive, though? Interesting. Um... Well, if we broke this down into, like, a vegetable patient, a patient whose brain has zero functionality, we still consider them alive, but their brain has no activity. If we extracted their brain, that's still a living thing. Hmm. What about creatures that have no brain? They're still creatures. They're alive. They're still alive? Yeah. That's so strange. Zombies have brains. Zombies have brains. That's how they function. Especially if we go off of the, uh, we go off of all the different traditional, uh, all the different modern zombies. Traditional zombies are just dead people. Mm-hmm. The very, very first zombies were voodoo dead bodies. They were just dead bodies captured by like a voodoo priestess and made to do the bidding. It was a corpse. It was. Are you sure it's a corpse? I thought it was a regular person, and they that is also, but that wasn't a zombie. It. No, that's not. That's not a zombie. That's oh, okay. somebody being mind controlled. Oh. You could do voodoo on a dead person. Oh. And move their body. That's okay. a soulless corpse moving around. Yeah. The modern version is more like what you're saying. That they got poisoned or brainwashed or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's more like a zombie. But it's in a, a, our depictions of zombies are where a, a virus hijacks all the higher brain functions, disabling them and leaving the... Uh, host with only the primal desire of needing to feed whether or not they're full like those senses are cut off they're going to eat until they explode if they could but I think the goal is to spread That the... in that case the goal is to spread Yeah, that's why the virus in those cases the virus has to be uh, be able to be transferred through saliva it needs to be able to be transferred through blood mm-hmm. and uh, that's why 
those are the things that remain functional. Tearing a person's body up and biting into a person. So your saliva passes it on. Yeah. And your own cuts and wounds pass it on. Hmm. I like the the I like the zombies from The Last of Us. Yeah. That are kind of based on real nature parasites that act that turn things into zombies or zombie-like things yeah or zombie-like things yeah did you know those zombies though in that game are based on the the fungus that controls ants in nature what like a, a cordyceps yeah the cordyceps in that game is based on the fungus that controls ants to to turn other ants into zombies pretty much the ant the thing turns the ant into a zombie and then it spreads itself through that ant to the other ants. How does it spread itself from one ant to the other ants? It makes the ant climb up a tree or something or a plant and then it rains down onto the other ants. It picks the perfect height above the ants. In any case, I don't think the cordyceps is choosing. I think the ant knows. Exactly. You think the ant knows? The ant knows the perfect height. All the cordyceps is doing is controlling the ant's mind. It's not thinking for the ant. Oh, okay. And the ant knows the perfect height to spread the spores of the fungus to turn the other ants into zombies. And in the game, though, it's very similar to that. I don't know if you remember, but the people who are infected are going through pretty much the same thing. They're going through stages of uh, transformations, in a way, to spread the spores of the fungus that they have. Uh, so, okay, let's go back. How do the spores spread? The The ant goes up, and then what? And then it grows a like a plant out of its head, and then it comes off out of that. What comes out of that? The spores. Okay, and then how do the spores get into the other ants? It rains down on them. And it has the it? perfect... I'm thinking, yeah. I think the ants eat the spores. Like it's sweet or something and falls yeah. on the ground. They just eat it like if it was anything else, organic mm -hmm. material or whatnot. Yeah, I think most ant animals, that's how it ha these type of situations happen where they just, oh, I wonder what that is. Eat it and then they spread it to everything else, everyone else. Interesting, interesting. So the spore itself has developed the f uh, a taste that's attractive to the ants. Yeah, there's evidence that th this has been going on for... 48 million years. That's heavy, but that's also how the animal kingdom works. There's a bunch of crap like that that's evolved in, in perfect little circles. Yeah. And in the video game, it's a lot like that, in which the person gets infected, and then I think he goes through four different stages, or the human that is infected, before it just... The person dies, but the fungus continues growing, and the spores come out. So the last stage of it is the same as the... As the ant. As the ant, I understand. Yeah, but before that, they seem more like regular zombies and that they're just biting anything they can to spread the spores in that type of way yeah. in the game. Not the ants. I don't think the ants are biting each other. That's crazy. Yeah, because they're not fighting each other. That's an interesting feature that zombies tend to have. They won't attack anything infected. A couple of different versions of this do exist in media. Like if we look at uh, World War Z, one of the things that they notice is that a person, that a uh, sick host, would be ignored. Yeah. By the infected, because 
there's no benefit in infecting them if they're going to die almost immediately. This is a waste of our time. They just sense that he's infected? Yeah. Somehow, something in the air, some something about them knows that that person isn't a good host for the virus. Or is already a host for the virus. Or is already a host for the virus, which is why they don't attack each other. Yeah. Mm. Something fascinating about that. Mm-hmm. Which was a great solution, if that was really the case, to do what they did in World War Z, which is everybody just fucking inject yourself with bullshit that wouldn't otherwise kill you. In World War Z? The movie. The solution was they inject themselves uh-huh. with diseases. And then what? they could walk amongst the zombies. Just any disease? Diseases that oh, they have cures for. Oh, okay, I see. And then they could walk amongst the zombies perfectly fine because they won't get attacked. Because the zombies don't want sick people. No, they only want healthy oh, hosts. they ignore regular sick people, too, that are just dying. Yes. That, don't, that aren't infected that either. That aren't infected. Just... They just ignore any host that is sick. Whoa. And then the solution to beating them when they found out this small little detail was to get sick. Get us these, these diseases we already have cures for. Yes. And we'll inject those in things that would have been terminal a long time ago. Oh my gosh. We'll inject ourselves, have the cure with us, but keep it moving. Mm hmm. And then that's how they survived. That is an interesting solution. Whoa. Yes. What? Huh. That's how different that book is from the movie. Yes, the book has none of that. <laughs> the I book don't has think none so. of that, no. The book is just a, a basic it's countdown. It's zombie-like. Yeah. The zombies are just zombies. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing special. No, it is a virus, though. It is a virus. Oh. I wonder in The Last of Us if they're ever going to involve zombie animals. Interesting. Because what if the fungus spreads to animals? Like, already, there are fungus that spreads to animals. Like, we already talked about the ant. But other animals, like the spider. There's a spider that gets infected by a fungus. And it's so creepy. Imagine having to fight that. They live in the same type of environment that the fungus lives in. Since we're talking about zombies, there's, there's, um... Some videos that I found that are very, very strange, and I don't know if you've seen them, but a long time ago, some scientists brought dogs back to life. Do you want to see it? All the blood is drained, and then they bring it back. Hmm. You're telling us that's the dog alive? Oh, it's going to get up, I guess? There you go. It's alive! And they have families. Lies. The validity of that has to be questioned. Yes, there's a bunch of people who don't believe these things. Yeah, that could just be some weird Russian science propaganda. Yeah, but the first video that we saw was the the scientists bringing back a head of a dog alive, and then the second video is an actual the whole dog bringing back a whole dog from the dead. It I'm not really sure what the experiment is, but it involves taking out blood and then putting it back in. Now, I think based on that second experiment, we have to make an interesting distinction between zombie and undead. Oh, okay. We always thought they were the same. 
We always uh-huh. thought they were the same. But undead simply means something that was once dead, now alive. So we do not count that a zombie. That's not necessarily a zombie. I think we must now classify a zombie as viral. And undead as something no longer alive. Okay. Because an undead and a zombie, there's totally different... Totally different things. Different things. So we can have that dog that's perfectly functional and fine. Mm-hmm. For example, somebody whose heart stopped and they've been dead for 20 minutes, but they get brought back. That person is technically undead. They were dead. Yes. And now, now they're, they're alive. Yeah. But they're not a zombie. A zombie is this mindless thing. A zombie is the counterpart to the vampire. Yeah. So we have to use that definition. It's something that most of the brain functions have been lowered and the entire uh, resources, all the resources of the body have been added to, towards infinite stamina. And the only function that that stamina is being used for is consumption. Hmm. So eat. Yes. And that is the only thing that thing knows to the simplest degree, not even complicated patterns for getting to food. Just eat. Nothing more complicated than that. And... For the energy reserve is the for undead it's just you're back to normal pretty much not necessarily back to normal but you're not a zombie you were just undead is anything that was once dead yeah so in the walking dead that's an undead zombie that's an undead zombie they have to die first okay before they become a zombie so they're undead zombie, but that's two separate things you're saying. Those are two so, separate things. It's just going through both. Yes. In The Walking Dead, they're going through both. Okay. In... Frankenstein. Frankenstein. He's undead. He's undead, but he's not, not a, a zombie. zombie. Or yeah. a, he began a zombie. He began a zombie. Yeah. Frankenstein starts simple, but he gets more complicated as time goes by. So the making... Being simple, though... Is a zombie? Yes, I think the simplicity is a I zombie. feel like wanting to spread the virus or spread something is part of being a zombie. The spreading of something. I'm not sure what. Well, I see being undead is it. just, you were dead. Now you're alive. I see where you're going with it. Hmm. I don't know because there are some, that, what, what do we call something that's as simple as a zombie and motivated the same way but isn't trying to spread anything? It's still a zombie, isn't it? What's motivated like that? Zombie? Something that's just knows to eat. Huh. But then how do we prove that that's not a zombie dog? Because it doesn't need to be given food. It wasn't attacking anybody to eat. It needs to attack. But it needs to make food as its own priority. Or not just literally food. Just simple functions. The most basic survival functions imaginable and nothing else happening and no capability of getting more complicated. Or even if it can get more complicated, that state in which it's just all the basic parts, that should be a zombie. While anything more complicated than that would actually capacity to think. Like when Frankenstein was first brought out, that he was just scared and panicky and angry and knocking things down and attacking things out of fear and like fire would scare him and all these things. That's a zombie. Primal. That's the word. Primal is a zombie. Okay. And when a virus wants to spread, it lowers all the functions to primal Mm -hmm. because that's the easiest way to spread it. We get it into the basic things around us. The numbers allow the spread to happen. Primal allows you to have the stamina to create numbers. Mm -hmm. 
while mm. if you burn through your energy, they could potentially take you out and then the virus dies. But endurance is everything in that moment. Yes. So okay. in the case of the dog, it's not primal. No, it's just so a it's, regular dog. Yeah, it was just dead. Mm -hmm. It's undead, but it's not a zombie. Yeah. Frankenstein was primal. So he began a zombie. But How do you become an un-zombie? <laughs> you get... You know what? There's a movie about this. What? Warm Bodies. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's primal. Yes. And, and then, then as the thought patterns begin to uh, function and move around, uh -huh. you're like, that's not... We. I remember specifically thinking, that's not even a zombie. Yeah. And it's because we've associated the primal mm -hmm. to the zombie yeah. and the undead to something that was once dead. They were never undead. They were just zombies because they were made primal. But then they became unprimal hmm. and stopped being a zombie. So then they were just the undead. They were never dead. They don't die. Yeah, they get bitten and stuff. Yeah, that's infection. Okay. Okay, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly how the movie went, but okay. But you get my point? <laughs> yes, there, yes, there, yes. There's a train yeah. of thought that we naturally landed on without mm -hmm. even knowing we landed there. They already gave a distinction okay. between undead and zombie. But it's very strange that you can, become, you can be one and then become the other. Yes. And then you can get out of it. It looks like you could leave. Well, you can't never not be undead until you... I mean, once you die again, I guess you're not undead. I mean, undead. you could become a zombie after you become undead, and then you could become un not undead, but un-zombie. Yes. In both Frankenstein and The Walking Dead, we have undead zombies. But in The Walking Dead, you can't un-zombie, but Frankenstein un-zombies, although he's still undead. Yes. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah, there's something here. There's something happening. Fascinating, fascinating. So there is... Uh, 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 I think the word isn't... Uh, it's not viral necessarily, although viruses lead to it usually because in their attempt to spread. But primal. Primal is what we're looking for. A zombie is a primal bipedal... Or not even bipedal primal organism with most basic survival instincts mm -hmm. which kind of means a lot of things are actually zombies in real life in real life there are many things that just behave in zombie-like fashions specifically something like a virus primal just survive survive that's all that's on its mind Whoa. simple okay. celled organisms are like that too it's just survive multiply survive yeah. and multiply but we wouldn't call those things zombies, we would they? We wouldn't, and that's weird. I guess it has to be a complex organism. Yes, yes. That is primal at the same time. Yeah, because they are the same, but they're in a different level at the same time. Yes, they should be more, but they're not. They're still primal, like if they were single-celled. Mm -hmm. So a complex organism with primal tendencies equals zombie. Yes. While something that was once dead and is now alive equals undead. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Man. Yes. But what do you think about, I guess, turning things undead? Turning things undead. Interesting. But see, here's what's crazy. Now we now we realize we're talking about two different things. Yes. Because a spore is making zombies. Mm-hmm. But it's not killing anything. 
Or it's not bringing anything from the dead. There you go. It's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'll kill something in the process. That's yes. fine. But it's not bringing what it killed from the dead. And giving it to something dead won't bring it back to life. Mm, no. But it does make zombies. It does make zombies. In yeah. order to spread. Yeah. So it is like a zombie virus. It definitely is. Thus, the creatures in The Last of Us are, in fact, zombies. Yep. Yeah, I guess, yeah, they are zombies. They are zombies after all. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Are they also undead? They are not They're not undead, undead right? No. No. Well, Once they die, they, they die. Yeah. But before, the thing doesn't kill them either. The It does, over time. No, I mean, when they get infected, they don't automatically, Oh, no, no, dead. no, they can, they'll last for many, many years yeah. if they stay fed. Yeah, so they never get undead. I guess, just... all things considered, yeah, I guess it doesn't kill them at all. No. It's, if I mean, you they do die, die infected, you eventually, like, become part, because the fungus keeps growing no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, it's alive, it doesn't die just because you die. Yes, it's just not mobile anymore. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. In fact, in that game, those spots where there's a lot of them dead or something dead that's really old uh, become dangerous because it's a spored area. Mm-hmm. And the places they pick are like the cell spider. The They love dark, damp places, so I think they die in those type of places in the game. Yes, in the college location, the university, there is a basement area. That there's no way out without, like, a ladder or some shit. Because it's all broken. And a crap ton of them have fallen down there and starved to death. So the whole place is filled with spores. Because the fungus kept growing. Even if the zombies are dead down there. Mm, Man, that's much worse than a regular zombie. Yes. Because once they're dead... They're dead. They're problem solved. On the flip side, you have a lot of time. It's just been in that game 20 years since a lot of those instances happened. You have a lot of time for what? The spores have a lot of time to... The, like The fungus that grows the spores has a lot of time to grow and evolve and change. Yeah. That's why it's way worse than dealing with a regular zombie. Yeah. But it not in the moment. Not in the moment. You don't kill the... Zombie infected with the spores, and then poof, a cloud of spores happens. Nothing happens. They just die. Just, there's nothing. No. If that stays there a long time, but you just killed one of those things, why are you going to sit there and wait 20 years? Yeah. I think if you kill it, though, you, it's safe. I don't think the fungus could grow. I think it has to evolve to the last stage for the fungus to continue on growing. Really? When it's head? So if you just take care of them before that time, you save the world. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Or you don't save the world, but you oh, yeah. stop that zombie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But um, this... Oh, back to this zombie dog thing. Before I move on, they did the same experiment again. Well, not them. In America, in 2005, they brought back some dogs from the dead. Was it real? I think this one was real. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And they said the dogs were all right. Although for the one that happened a long time ago, some scientists say that it was real, but the dogs didn't last as long as they said in the video. Like they died shortly after? Yeah, yeah. Because the video, I guess they said that they lived on forever and they had kids and stuff like that. And scientists that were there said "Eh, maybe a few days or a few hours, whatever. But then my question is, if everything is functioning as it's supposed to, why do they die? 
Why do they die? Like, what are we not understanding about life? That we can't get, like, did it lose its soul and thus it can't stay functioning? And we don't even know what a soul is, but we did all the physical parts. I think that's a prob- That's why we have a problem with people who do do those type of experiments. They're always controversial because I don't even know if they're illegal to do, too. No, that's probably totally unethical. Because there was also a problem with people bringing back pigs from the dead, too. Pig brains. Right. And people just, they were having a problem with that, of course. And it brought up questions like, do disabled disabled pig brains regain consciousness? Because people are wondering, like, well, do they feel this pain? What's happening with these brains? Even that they're alive. They're living brains. Well, okay, okay, okay. It's a brain connected to the body cell? No. Then it can't feel anything. There's no um, nerves. A brain doesn't have any nerves. The brain receives messages from nerves. That's people who don't understand the body. That's a dumb, dumb argument by people who don't know shit about anything and they're commenting on no. Oh, but, but I don't know what happened to the brains though. What if they put them into new pigs and then brought those pigs back to life? How did they connect the brain? I have no idea. That's complicated. I guess that's too complicated to you. Can't do. Okay, just drop a brain in the <laughs> yeah. body and be like, well, I guess this is how it works. Futurama? There's hella wires to connect. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it was probably just bringing back brains alive. Yeah, and if that's the case, you're mainly testing if the brain has activity. Yeah. But the brain isn't necessarily receiving anything from any um, nerve endings. So you think there wouldn't be any consciousness or anything? It could have consciousness, but it wouldn't have any type of perception we're familiar with. Mm. It can't perceive the three-dimensional world because there's nothing allowing it to. And what about the zombie dogs? Do you think they were conscious after bringing back alive? We just assume they're the same dog they were before the experiment? The zombie dog might. This head has a brain that's connected to the nerves that are in that head. Yeah. So it's still able to sense that much. It could still see. It could still taste here. It could still feel any contact on the head. And if there's any pain attached to the severed area, if those nerves are still sending messages, then the brain could detect that. That is suffering. Did they? I think they drugged those dogs, though, especially that head that they brought back alive. They drugged it so it won't feel pain. Yeah, yeah, so it won't feel pain. That's why it wasn't like complaining or crying or anything when they brought it back. At least that's what they say. So it depends if you believe in the video or not. Yeah. That's so crazy. I mean, that wouldn't be the part I don't believe. No, they didn't sedate them. No, I mean, if you believe they brought back a head. Yeah. Yeah, they brought back a head. <laughs> I, like, why wouldn't they sedate them? Yeah. That's, I don't know who even thinks of that, but... We're trying to understand life. We've always been trying to understand life. By making... We don't know why things work. Creatures. We don't know why anything functions. Mm-hmm. And if these dogs, these fully physical still remaining dogs were brought back to life and then died a couple of days later, that proves we don't know shit. Because we got all the science sound. We got all the blood fine. On paper, nobody could even tell that this dog was ever dead. Yeah. And then it died anyways a couple of days later. Maybe that's what happens when you bring back something and the soul doesn't come back with it. I don't know. Reminds me of that freaking beautiful movie. Um, What's it called? Phoenix. 
was it called Phoenix? Phoenix Project. It was about a group of guys who wanted to bring back a rat alive. At least that was the beginning experiment. Of course, it was just to see if they could bring life back. And then in the end, the one of the guys killed himself so they could do the experiment on him so that they could save his sister. But when they brought him back to life, he was he, he wasn't there. He was alive, but there was nothing. He wasn't himself. Yeah. Do you remember that movie? I do not remember that movie at all. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> I kind of sort of remember the plot. I don't remember having watched the movie, but I guess that is what the plot is from. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting. He wants them to bring back his sister, but they're like, no, we're not going to do that. We don't even know if it works. So, yeah, it's totally possible that the, these things come back without a soul similar to that situation. But that doesn't exp- like they didn't just die. It was just a soulless freak. Yeah. But we don't know what happens after. What if he dies a few days later? Fair enough. But we don't I mean, know. It's just... That's assumptions yeah, we're making yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't really know why these animals, and there's no way to tell that these animals are any different. Yeah. Like, what if they behave identical and then still... How would we tell? How would we measure any of that? Ah, it's a very interesting. Consciousness or soul? That's... Is because it the consciousness part, it depends on what we think consciousness is. If it's just the ability to perceive and it could be generated by the brain, then by reanimating the brain, we have achieved creating consciousness. It's not really complicated. But if that's not the case and there's some external source, we don't know if it returned upon reanimating the body, Mm -hmm. but that's not even the problem. In that case, the consciousness is the soul. And is that what's keeping everything working? We don't know why we can move. We don't know why... Shit is happening? Like, what the fuck is even going on right now? Why can we have this conversation? Why can we move ourselves? (laughs) Yeah. Why can't I opt into doing it and actually do it? What's doing that? That's pretty interesting. These creatures are brought back to life and then they die shortly after. It's because we're psychics, though. There's something missing in that equation. Hmm. (laughs) There is. I don't know. There are parts that are gone. Yeah. That we don't even think about. We don't know what it is. We have no idea why. But how would we even figure out? We don't know where to start. Like, we yeah. got everything else right. Mm-hmm. What's missing? To the point that we brought it back and then it still dies. There's no reason it should die. We check it. There's no damage, no cell damage, no nothing. We did everything right. And then it still dies. Why? And we look at huh. it. We test its blood after it died again. And we check it, and there's no trace of why. It looks like this is the first time it died. What the fuck's going on? Hmm. That is very strange. I don't know. What? There's just so much we don't know. <laughs> there's so much there's we don't know. There's a lot we don't know. Yeah. That movie reminds me of a guy who br- brought back rats in the 1950s. He would put the rats in a cold bath, and I guess... That's how he would kill them. And then he would warm up a spoon and warm warm the rats with the spoon and it would bring them back to life. That's a guy who doesn't understand how things work. It was a long time ago. Those rats were not dead. Hmm. They were frozen and alive. Yeah. That's what's that science called? That's crypt 
crypto cryo cryostasis. That's cryostasis before it was invented. Yeah, because uh, something will still be alive even while frozen for a certain period of time. The inside isn't frozen yet. Yeah, the outside is frozen. But I'm guessing he didn't know. He I mean, it wasn't no that it wasn't a thing when he was doing that. He, yeah, but I'm guessing he thought I'm bringing this thing back to life. Yep, they Maybe. stopped moving. I I have successfully killed it. Now let me warm it up and prove heat is life. Whoa, I wonder if that's what he was thinking. I'm bringing back to life by a swarm. What a weird thing. Yes. Like, how will he test that with bodies if he ever got to that stage? Strange, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about warming up a body, but I know with Frankenstein, he was made with electricity? Yeah, essentially like energy. Yeah. That's the same idea behind the dude putting the spoon. Yeah. But did you know he was based on real experiments? I didn't know that, but I can see how that would work. The body's uh, neurons and the brain's neurons and the nerve endings are fueled by electric impulses that are carried through the body. So theoretically, being able to pump electricity back into that would get it to function again. Yeah, but for the experiments, I don't think they actually came back to life. I think it just, the electricity moved the body, the muscles of yes, the body. Yes, they made them spasm and contract. Yeah. yeah, and that was enough to for people to freak out. I mean, that would be freaky to watch a dead body being jolted up like that. Right. So I can see how she made that story out of that. It reminds me of that Netflix show, Frankenstein Chronicles. Yeah, what about it? Of that she in that show she also based it off of someone she knew. Well, there are other parasites like the fungus that I think are very interesting because they're not trying to murder these animals, even though most of the time they do murder them. But it's just part of the process of their lives, of their life. Well, yeah, like a virus and a parasite are very different, and then a parasite needs its host alive. Yes. While a virus, so long as it gets to the next place, doesn't really. What is they are the is the virus just trying to spread though? Yeah. It's not about anything besides I need to go over there, and then I need to go over there, and then I need to go over there. Maybe. Maybe. I don't Maybe know. again, some viruses kill people quickly, and yeah. then they don't spread, and then that's not beneficial. Yeah, but that's not their aim. That can't be their aim. Unless you don't th really think they have an aim. Then it must be that only successful viruses kill slowly. Yeah. Because through time, they figured it out. Yeah, maybe. I guess. Maybe. <laughs> or like a lucky evolution or mutation. Yes. Through luck. <laughs> but parasites, they have a very interesting life cycle in which they just jump from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Sometimes it could just be one animal that they need, but sometimes it's a whole... It could be up to four animals in the life cycle. For example, there's a bacteria that creates zombie plants. Zombie plants? Yes. It's... They... They change the flowers into zombies, pretty much. They turn the flowers into looking like plants that would attract attract the bugs that they want. What do you mean? They want they want the bugs to eat the plant so that they could spread to other 
flowers and then turn those flowers into these plants. Turn the flowers into the plants? I'm confused. Okay, go over that again. Um, the bacteria turns the flower that it's on right. into a plant that the would attract bugs to eat the plant. So it's just the natural... It, it reflects or tastes like or smells like the natural food that these insects would like. Yes. And then the bugs will take the bacteria to other flowers. And then those flowers will become the plant. So it's basically pollinization. Yeah. But that with they're, a fungus. With a fungus, yeah. Interesting. With a bacteria that's turning these flowers into zombies because the flowers don't want to be eaten. They want to be live their flowery lives. Yeah. <laughs> but the bacteria is stopping that. How weird is that? That's uh, pretty interesting, but that's just part of that normal cycle that usually happens. There's a bunch of stuff like that. Something that needs to move from one creature to another, to another, to another. So that same cycle, yeah. But uh, So it's bouncing... It's only one step, essentially. It's getting pulled. It's It turns the plant into the thing, gets carried onto the next plant to turn the next plant into that. And it's really just traveling on the surface of the insects. Oh, yeah. Because the insects aren't grabbing it. I mean, like, I'm going to make a delivery. Well, we don't know. What if it's living inside the bug? I don't think it is, though. No, nah. because how would it come out in time yeah. to then grab? I, I'm assuming it's like pollinization. Like, a bee isn't grabbing pollen intentionally and taking it to the next plant. Mm -hmm. A bee's there to eat, but the fur of the bee catches the pollen. Yeah. Then the bee travels to the next flower and ends up pollinizing it. Mm -hmm. And so the fungus would travel the same way. An insect arrives, because we don't see insects as hairy. We see them as hard-shelled. So how would it be? But if we zoom in enough, we see that they are hairy. Their arms are hairy Ants or are hairy, right? and bees are hairy, and spiders are hairy. All these insects do have the, like their body fur. though, or it's their arms. Some parts of them it depends on the type. Some oh. ants have furry bodies or furry legs. Some are fully furry. Same thing with spiders. Some mm -hmm. spiders have no fur. Some spiders have fur on their whole bodies. Some of them only legs. Some of them only the body. Wow. It, it depends on the insect. The insect, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know that flowers could be infected the same way everything else can but i guess that makes sense i mean it's already a fungus what flowers no the fungus is already a fungus and it's, it's a bacteria so it's not a fungus no it's a bacteria that turns oh flowers into zombies i thought it was a fungus it was doing it no because a fungus does share in the ecosystem with other plants a fungus is a plant right no, no, it's it's com a fungus is complicated. It's a fung a fungus is a fungus. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's like a whole other thing. It's like a plant. But it's, it's like an animal. A, it's, it's like it's somewhere in the middle. It's its own thing. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. Like we wouldn't say this flower is like that cat. That flower is a plant. That cat is an animal. But we that can say that is fungus, fungus is like a cat. There are similarities, what? but we can also say that fungus is like a flower. No, that's so, I don't know. Yeah. That's so complicated. And we share pretty close DNA with the fungus and the banana. And a banana. Those are just really weird facts. Yeah. We have very close DNA with bananas and fungus. Are we fungus? Well, mushrooms specifically. 
Mushrooms. Yeah. Mushroom is a but type are we of fungus. related to fungus? Wait, mushrooms are related to fungus? Aren't look that up. That's interesting. I think mushrooms are a type of fungus. Mushrooms are the body of the fungus. What? And we're related to mushrooms. Okay. So why would we call them mushrooms? I mean, I guess they're the type of fungus, or they're the what they're the fungus a part of the fungus. They're the part of the fungus. Okay. Yep. And we just eat them. Yeah. They're the things. Some that, of them. <laughs> they're the thing that we're gonna turn. That's gonna turn us into the zombies and the Last of Us. I wonder if that's how it began in the Last of Us. You don't know how it began. Nobody I'm knows not how, sure it began. how it began. That game begins, and all you know is shit hit the fan. I think it was from contaminated food or something. Mushrooms. You're Our saying guess mushrooms. What you're telling me is that there was a Chinese restaurant no. <laughs> that was serving some mushrooms in Wuhan, China. No. And they ate it, and then the person flew to the United States, and then they turned into this thing and started spreading, and then the game begins a couple of hours in. No, I think that it started in a lab in Raccoon City. But that would be a virus. They deal with plants, too. Isn't that what Zero is about? Zero? Isn't Resident Evil Zero? You mean Resident Evil 5? 5? I thought the one in the first one was with Rebecca. And Billy. That's not about a plant. It's not about a plant? It's about leeches. Oh. It did it... come from a plant. There... But leeches we only vi- come from a plant? No, the virus came from a plant. Oh. But we only visit the area where they found it the first time in Resident Evil 5. In 5? Oh. We go to the literal spot where they found the flower. Okay. Was it an actual flower? Yes, it was a flower. But and... it wasn't a fungus. And they, the flower itself was useless. They took it from the flower. Are you made. sure the flower wasn't one of those zombie flowers that we just talked about? Who knows? It could have been. I know they just found this flower in the uh, forest of Africa that had the capacity to give its host regenerative properties. And animals would eat it and recover very quickly or some shit like that. And then some dude figured it out and was like, let me experiment. And then he created the pregenitor virus. And what does that do? It's essentially trying to do what the plant does, give the host regenerative qualities. But it qualities. changes them too? That is what was discovered. Why does it change things? I don't know. Is it impossible to not change a person? It creates a crazy gene mutation. Yes, it's possible to not change a person. That is what Albert Wesker, the main protagonist, managed to do. And it also happened to Jill Valentine, who bonded. Oh, Jill. And I guess Chris? No, he's not bonded. Oh, okay. But he hasn't changed. No. Or that's... that's through suppression. Oh, okay. Well... They're infected? Yes. And they're in... Yeah. Anyways, we have... uh, We're we're running out of time here, so we're going to have to continue this a different time. But that was definitely fascinating. There is some interesting creatures out there that I did not know about. I did, I had some, like, I knew about cordyceps taking over ants and things of that nature, and I'm very familiar with how they abused that fact in The Last of Us, and actually how viruses work, but not all of the... The one thing I'm definitely taking from this is the fact that we've always seemingly had a 
distinction between a zombie and the undead, but not consciously. Yeah. Now we know. But now we know. Yes. Now we know. Not yep. only have we successfully divided vampires and zombies into a way that we know they're similar, and neither is actually dead. One drags its entire life and reduces stamina to jack up all his stats, so it needs to constantly fuel up the yeah. vampire. The other doesn't need to constantly fuel up. All it has is energy reserves. Everything else is on the most primal, basic, while the vampire runs out of all energy because it has. It's burning through energy quick to be super strong and super fast and super smart and clever and all these things. Mm -hmm. The zombie doesn't have any of that. It's not super strong or anything. You just push it off. You could outrun it. You could outthink it. But all it has is that stamina that's never ending. And that one characteristic, once you have too many of them, problem. Ridiculous. But now we also have that zombie and undead are two completely different things. Mm -hmm. You could have an undead vampire. What? Wait. You could have anything combined with undead. And zombie. You could have, yeah, you could have an undead zombie. You have a zombie vampire? You can't have a zombie vampire. You can't? No, because a zombie is primal and a vampire is not as far from it. A so, vampire is particularly oh no, advanced. If a zombie bites a vampire, it just becomes a zombie. It's yes. not a zombie vampire, it's a zombie. Yeah, it's just a zombie. Yeah, okay. And a vampire, I guess it depends on which one of the two <laughs> has a more potent thing. Because um, what if the zombie gets bitten, or even if the zombie bites a vampire, if the zombie is the one who gets infected by the vampire's blood, does then its system gets reversed, its intellect rise, its strength rise, its speed rise, its its uh, rationale and uh, smarts. And it becomes an undead vampire. It didn't have to be undead. It's just a zombie. Oh, it's still a zombie, though? No, it got bitten by a vampire. Yes. But just because it's no longer a vampire, a zombie doesn't mean it was ever dead. No. Okay. So it's not undead. Now it's just no. a vampire. It's just a vampire. Or oh, okay. would it be? Does it being a zombie mean the functions are dead and it couldn't come back up? Is it a one-way trip? Like you could become a vampire and a vampire could become a zombie, but a zombie can't become a vampire because the functions are dead? I would Or are they disabled? No. no. Hmm. I'm not sure. Because if it's disabled, then of course it could. But if it's dead, would the vampire blood somehow restore that too? So Because the vampire has crazy regenerative properties. Yes. But the zombie doesn't regenerate shit. Yeah. The zombie just moves forward with shit missing. So Interesting. I don't know. Because the vampire could in theory recover the things inside of a interesting. This way, vampires versus zombies makes perfect sense. Anyways, that's a different topic because <laughs> we're definitely out of time. So, uh, if you guys enjoyed this conversation, if you learned something, look, there are other episodes in which we talk about zombies. There and are other vampires. episodes that we talk about vampires. There's a literal zombies versus vampire episode, if I'm not mistaken. I think there is, or at least we brushed zombies over it. Zombies versus aliens. I guess, yeah. That but happens. There's, there's a couple of zombie variations, vampire <laughs> yes. variations, and alien variations. Yeah. yeah. You can find all of that pretty much anywhere. But on the socials, you can find all that stuff, clips and crap on socials, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at JustConvoPod. You can also find the podcast on the official website, GreatThoughts.info. 
on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Yes, and remember to subscribe and rate the show. You can do that anywhere. We prefer it on Apple Podcasts, but you can rate the show anywhere you listen to it. And if you want to leave us a review, uh, definitely go ahead, do that. We would love that. It lets people know about the show or... Know what's happening, what you think, what other people opinionate on the programma. We want to so, know. Yes, let us know and uh, drop them on uh, Instagram. Not on Instagram, drop them on Apple Podcasts and we'll see them. We look at those. There's too many places realistically for us to look at all of them. So drop them on Apple Podcasts, maybe Google Podcasts, maybe Stitcher or... Uh, uh, what's the new one? Spot not the new one, but the fucking the one that Joe Rogan's blowing up. Spotify. Spotify. So yeah, just rate us for sure, but review us if you wanna. Yeah. And give us honest stuff. Don't, don't no man give us five stars. We don't give a shit. Like whatever you really think. Mm-hmm. And let someone who might like this show know about it. Yes. Tell everybody. Word of mouth is the strongest thing, people. Not just rating, not just reviewing. That's for anybody already landing on the podcast, checking it out, and being like, what do people think? Should I waste my time on this? But, like, people who normally don't even get into podcasts, people who are into weird fringe things, or odd semantic discussions like we have here trying to understand things or learn things or whatever the hell, you know tell them about it maybe they'll like the show yes it'll be fun yes this has been the just conversation podcast take nothing personal and thanks for listening bye, bye. somebody's memory in a split second like in an interrogation room when you ask them something they didn't already know rather than doing the interrogation right and trying to squeeze the information out you suggest things and they start to remember things that never happened just because they don't want to be there or something no it's just because you're adding information and they're you know the panic is starting to insert it into their memory like oh yeah i guess i remember that Mm. just faulty our perception is so faulty but why I don't fucking know. But it kind of makes a big argument in favor of the the grand illusion of things. The grand illusion? Yeah. But is it an illusion? It's like we're here, so it's not. But it's also not what we're here for. Because it's... (laughs) What we're witnessing isn't what's here, but that doesn't stop what we're witnessing from being here. And that's weird. Yeah. It's like, yes, it's fake, but also, no, it's not. It's some kind of duality. It is a duality. Ooh. Yeah. It's all real and fake. No. So it's... Do, did you lose your keys is the question. No. And you know where they are. But then. Why don't you remember? Yeah. And hmm. why is that information lost suddenly? The Just Conversation podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Nitrum and Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.